How do we differentiate between the two? What is the need? What is the desire? Because especially today our language has changed, especially this country. You will have somebody who says, your child will come to you and say, Dad, I absolutely need this phone. I must absolutely need this pair of sneakers. Now, no matter how passionately you say you need, it's not a need. Right? It's a desire. You want it badly, but it's never a need. But we confuse the two. So we say need. Now, the way I define the two is a need is something which if you do not have, it is detrimental to you. It's harmful to you in some way. For example, I need a, I need wholesome food. If I don't get wholesome food, I get sick. Right. Uh, I need protection from the, from, the, from the environment. If I'm going out, I must have proper clothes. If I don't have proper clothes, I get sick or I catch a cold or something. That's a need, something which the absence of it. In, in, in our Sharia, we say what is darura, which is something without which there is darar, without which there is harm. So, if something, if I don't have that, it is harmful. But a desire is something beyond this, something I like to have. Now, point is to remind ourselves which is the highest need we have among all the needs. Which is the highest? The highest need is the one for which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created us, which is The ibadah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the need for iman, first and foremost, to have iman, alhamdulillah gave it to us, alhamdulillah. And then to stay on this iman until we meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for this. Istiqamat ala siratul mustaqim. Now this is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also taught us to ask for. Yeah, in Surah Al-Fatiha, Allah did not ask, tell us to ask for Jannah. Allah said, ask for istiqamat on Sirat al-Mustaqim. Ehdina Sirat al-Mustaqim. Because if we have istiqamat on Sirat al-Mustaqim, Jannah, inshallah, we will have. Because if you simply ask for Jannah and there is no way to get to Jannah, then it is only a desire. I want to have Jannah. Oh, nice, good, good for you. But how do you get there? So, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala showed us the foundation, fundamental principle. Ask for the need. What is the need? Ehdira siratul mustaqim. Now, therefore, I remind myself and you, we need to check our lives and see where am I spending my time, my energy, my focus, my resources. Is it in completing and fulfilling that need or somewhere else? Second issue of need also, a second part of the definition is a need would be something for which I am held accountable. Right. For example, if I have a family, I have my wife, I have children. Now, say I earn, uh, you know, I earn uh, say $5,000 per month. So one day I get my paycheck and I'm coming and I see this very nice holiday, which is a cruise to Hawaii or whatnot, you know, and it's $5,000, so I go pay 
and I'm gone on a holiday. So somebody says to Swaranallah, what kind of thing is this? I mean, your wife, family, everybody is at home and you know, this is the money they, this is the money they have. They need the money to eat, to pay the rent for the month and what not, what not. You have gone on holiday. And the re- reply you get is, Ustakhurullah, I mean, is it haram to have a holiday? Eh? What is this? You are making this deen into a musibah. Eh? Is it haram? Is it haram to have a holiday? What is the answer to this? It is not haram to have a holiday. But it is haram to have a holiday at the expense of your need. What you are supposed to do, what you are supposed to be accountable for. If you want to have a holiday at the expense of that, then it is haram. It is not, not permissible. How can you do this? Right. So it is not a question of just taking one piece. Is it haram? It is not a question. Question is, now the reason I am saying this is because somewhere we have convinced ourselves that our job is to exist in a non-Muslim system and adjust to that system. Right? There, is a, there, are, there are three, according to me, there are three levels. One is, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent the Ambiya to do what? Did he send them to adjust to a system or did, did he send them to change the system? Change the system, right? Very clear. Change this. this is the highest level. So anybody who says that I am doing the work of the Ambiya, and as far as we are concerned, whether we say it or not, this is what we has been given to us. To the extent possible, do it to the, to the best possible extent. right? You, you, whether we accept it, we like it, not, don't like it, doesn't matter. Rasulullah is the last Nabi, after, after whom there is no Nabi, no Rasul, so this job has been given to us. So, highest level is change the system and make it compatible with what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent. This is the highest level. According to me, the middle level, which if you cannot do this highest level, I am helpless, I am powerless and so on. At least follow that system, follow Allah's system for yourself. Right. I cannot change the system outside, but in my own life, I will follow this system. My system, which is the system of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala jalla jalaluhu as expressed and, and demonstrated and taught by his Habib Muhammad Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa these are the two levels. Where is the question of adjusting to a, to a foreign system? Where, where does it say change your deen to suit whatever outside? This is not there. This is not an option. We have only two options. One option, change it. The other option, you can't change it. You, you, at least you retain, retain it. You maintain your integrity. You maintain your faithfulness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and His Rasul. Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And live your life. Inshallah, we ask Allah for forgiveness. But instead of that, now we have gone to a system where changing the system, we don't even think about it. Remaining on the system ourselves also, we feel is it is tough. So therefore, we try to adjust to the system which is against Islam. I keep on talking about interest-based borrowing for like I am crazy. But that's one of the easiest examples, examples to give. Let me say, what can we do, my brother? We are living in the system. What can you do? You can follow your system. Alhamdulillah. See, the thing with, that is the reason why it's so important to study the seerah. When Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam came and he, he started preaching Islam, the Arabs the, uh, in Makkah and in the Hejaz, they were not living in a vacuum. Right? They were not living in a situation where there was no outside influence. Right? They had no culture. They had no system. There was not, not, nothing like that. They were part of the world. They were influenced by two major empires and two major, two major completely different cultures. There was the 
Roman culture on one side, there was a Persian culture on the other side. Two very old, over 2000 year old empires with very strong cultures, languages, calendar, currency, money, everything, right? The Arabs were influenced by this also. Plus the Arabs had their own tribal culture, they had their own uh, culture from there, so they, there, was, there was plenty. In the middle of all that, when Rasulullah came with Islam, he did not follow the, the Roman culture, he did not say adjust to the Roman culture, he did not say no adjust to the Persian culture, no. He said this is the beauty and distinguishing feature of Islam. Even to the smallest extent, he said the Jews pray, they take off their shoes and pray. He said you pray with your shoes. Obviously shoes have to be clean, but that doesn't, naturally nobody says pray with dirt. But if the shoes are clean, Alhamdulillah pray with your shoes. Why? To distinguish, to set ourselves apart. We are different. We are not like everybody else. We are different. This is, and Islam is so much of granularity. How you will dress, what you will eat, how you will do, how you will say salam, how you will leave, how you will begin a meeting. How you will end the meeting, right? You name it. How will you start eating? How will you finish eating? How will you enter the toilet? How will you come out of the toilet? Everything, everything. Why? Because we want to distinguish and be clear that this is Islam. Alhamdulillah. And that is why I remind myself and you, it is so important for us to study the deen, study it systematically from the earliest age, inculcate it to the children. And ensure that if you want to inculcate it in the children, the only way that will happen is if we follow it ourselves. I cannot be doing something and I expect my child to be Hasan Basri, it will not happen. Right. If I want my child to be a, a righteous child, then I have to try to do something at least. You know, to Yeah, to, to show that. Because if, if, I, if my child does not see me following Islam and I expect this child to be some you know great uh, pious person, it will not happen. And that's why I remind myself and you, let us make this niya, focus on the highest need and that highest need is the rida of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala jalla jalla. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to forgive us, we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to cover us with his forgiveness and mercy, we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make it easy for us, we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give us pride in our deen, confidence in our deen, to practice this deen and say alhamdulillah. We have the absolute best system in the world given to us by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and we present it to the world as a gift from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to them.